This is Good Hope FM News. Forensic investigator Paul O'Sullivan and former SAA CEO Monwabisi Kalawe have been charged with extortion and fraud, among other charges. Both men appeared briefly in the Kempton Park Magistrates Court on Gauteng's East Rand today, and they were released on a warning. O'Sullivan also briefly appeared in the same court on charges of contravening the Immigration Act. O'Sullivan was found in possession of multiple passports as he was about to fly to England last month. NPA spokesperson Luvuyo Mfaku says both cases have been postponed until next month. We can confirm that Paul O'Sullivan and uh, Mr. Kalawe appeared in court today on charges of extortion, intimidation, fraud, forgery and artery. The matter was postponed to serve in June for disclosure. Both parties in the case of former Cape Times editor Alida Dasnois and the independent newspaper group have reached an agreement in their three-year battle for editorial independence. The parties agreed in the Labour Court in Cape Town today that Dasnois was not a racist and was not disrespectful towards the death of former President Nelson Mandela. Independent newspaper owner Iqbal Surf immediately fired Dasnois for failing to lead with the Mandela death but instead published a special rap on the second edition of the publication. Tandima Reports. Two parties, however, disagree with the decision taken by Dasnas to publish a special wraparound, but the independent newspapers have detracted on allegations that Dasnas was motivated by racism and lack of respect for Mandela. The first edition of the Cape Times on the morning of the death of Madiba had led with the public protectors finding that one of Secundalo companies owned by Ipal Serve had been improperly awarded a tender by the Department of Agriculture and Fishing. Kasnois went to court as she believed that she was fired for leading with that story as Mandela had died after the printing. I'm Tandis with the Labour Court in Cape Town. The Independent Electoral Commission says that a voter's address is not a precondition for free and fair elections. This is among the arguments it's made in support of its urgent constitutional court bid. The IEC complained that an electoral court judgment threatens to disenfranchise 18 million voters who were registered before the IEC had a duty to collect voters' addresses. In December 2003, a new law imposed a duty on the IEC to provide political parties with voters' addresses for election electioneering purposes. Deputy Chief Justice Dikhang Motsineke posed questions to the IEC's lawyer, Wim Tengrove. The law says that you will determine where a, a voter lives. Yes. The IEC tells us <coughs> we have determined that without fail, but we did not always keep the records. Why? Why not? Well, the, simply be, firstly because there is not, nothing that had required the IEC to keep the addresses and put them in the roll. And finally, a police group has held a protest near Beyonce's hometown concert in Houston. Members of the Coalition of Police and Sheriffs stood a mile away from the NRG stadium and shone a blue light towards the venue. They were protesting against Beyonce's formation video, which they claim is anti-police, after she used shots of a New Orleans police car sinking in floodwaters in the video. The singer says she wasn't criticizing police in the song and says people who think she was are mistaken. For Good Up FM News, I'm Jerry Saunders.